1: Good morning, Slick Talkers. Welcome back to another episode. And this is going to be a bonus episode. Normally we don't release on Tuesdays, but actually, and I hate to admit it, this episode was supposed to go out on the audio side a while ago. So I'm putting it out today. You're going to get a bonus episode during this amazing week of Thanksgiving. So I hope you're taking some time off to enjoy friends and family and other loved ones in your life. But before we jump into the episode, just want to say shout out to Travis and Rebecca for taking the time to sit with me, chat with me, and talk about all things 100 Collection. If you haven't heard of 100 Collection or if you didn't see them at VRMA with the amazing hats, I'm super jealous I didn't get one. But if you saw them at VRMA, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And the 100 Collection is setting the standard on the best operators in our space, creating an umbrella brand in all sorts of ways to dive into it, which we will in the episode, for short-term rentals. So I'm really excited for this because it's something I've been super passionate about since basically my time of being in short-term rentals from hotels. So really excited about this episode, and thank you so much to our podcast partners for making this episode possible. So if you don't know already, hostfully.com, safely.com, and minutes, M-I-N-U-T, Minute are amazing partners for Slick Talk, and they have amazing offerings. So if you use the code SLICKTALK20 for hostfully, tell safely I sent you, and then also use the link in the show notes. Minute will give you two free months with them. So go ahead, sign up, make sure that you get that. That is also a big part of setting a standard as an industry, right? So using the right and the best products out there. So thank you so much to our partners. Now let's jump in with Travis and Rebecca in three, two, one. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk the Hospitality Podcast. Now, let's begin. All right, Slick Talkers, welcome back to another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Today, I am joined by two, not one, two guests, and we're going to dive into their stories and what they're doing in the industry today. But before we do that, Travis and Rebecca, welcome to the show. Uh, long time, no see. I just got to see you guys uh, in person uh, at VRMA, but super excited to jump in this episode. And yeah, just want to say welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. Of course. Um, Before we get into, I guess, the meat of what we experienced at VRMA together, plus all the conversations had in between, um, I would love to go through, in traditional fashion like we do with the podcast, go through the origin story of how you guys both got into the industry. And I know, Travis, you are uh, not only an awesome guy who I got to meet at VRMA for the first time ever, uh, but also a property manager. You built quite the company, uh, especially after doing like research and hearing about you from other mutual friends in the industry. I would love to start with you and kind of uh, hear on how you got into vacation rentals and what has built up the
2: momentum to where we are today. Oh, wow. So so the true story is I, uh, in 2005, I accidentally sold my mother's house. Uh, she was living in two different places. She really didn't use it. It was driving me insane. And the only reason she didn't want to sell it was because she was worried about all the furniture. And so I was like, I will take it. Don't worry about it. I put it in storage. Uh, It was still in storage about 2006. I was like, this is a horrible investment. We all know that if you store stuff, you're not ever going to use it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to build a guest house behind my house and uh, I'll furnish it. And if my mom needs a place, that's great. She'll have one. Um, So I finished that in 2007. This is, you know, pre-Airbnb, Verbo's around, Hallway's around, CollegeWeekends.com, which was born out here, was around, but nobody had even, you know, truly had heard of it. Um, And I was like, told all my friends, I was going, hey, I'm going to rent this out nightly. And uh, everybody was like, you're a fool. That was a jerk. And, you know, I this, this is the old days. I uh, I didn't know what I was doing, of course. And I had a credit card machine next to the couch. And I suddenly started doing, you know, 2x revenue and 3x. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is really working. And um, at that same time, I was headed up business development for a publishing group, creating new, new products for them. And uh, the owner of that group and I went on runs and uh, I was telling him about the success of the carriage house. And it was actually his idea. He's like, hey, man, you know, why don't we start up a management company? And I was like, well, if we do that, um, I'm going to take the majority share and you're still going to pay me to head of development and be to say, uh, State Charlottesville was born in January of 2011.
1: Wow. And so from that moment, what
2: was the biggest
1: like if this was pre-airbnb too like what was the biggest challenge at that time that really helped get it started and then growing to where we are today
2: yeah i'm so i mean it's funny because it's really uh um you know coming full circle but you know in 2011 there's probably about 20 listings on holloway brbo at the time it's um you know that was a a, the the pay-to-play days um uh, the you know, the, the better your listing was up at the top and it was just really a glorified Craigslist. Right. Yeah. But by 2012, you know, there were 60, 70 listings on those various platforms. It's like, this is going to become a very expensive game to play. So I built an event venue, um, called Old Metropolitan Hall, right on the downtown wall of Charlottesville, which is like our equivalent to oceanfront property. Um, really targeting the bride because I knew that she emailed 250 of her friends. Yeah. uh emailed excuse me mailed out invitations <laughs> and all i wanted to do was get stage charlesville included in those um and that worked really well and you know the very following year um we built up a wine tour company for the exact same reason um yeah. as a marketing platform and so um you know i i in 2013 2011 you know i didn't know about verma i didn't know um, I didn't have any other friends in the space. I had no idea what I was doing, to be properly honest. I'd say just the, you know, the, the being alone factor of feeling alone. And it was, uh, I'd say it was Nashville. The first Burma conference I went to was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. and that's when things actually started changing and light bulbs started going off, realizing that I wasn't alone. There was, you know, 800 other people at the time, I think, yeah. um, uh, that, uh, were doing the exact same thing.
1: Wow. That's really cool. And it's kind of a, a classic like traditional way right like not a lot of us got into vacation rentals the like i'm going to graduate high school or graduate college i'm going to start a vacation rental management company and we're going to get to x amount of homes and we're going to do this this and this like no one just kind of like plans this out it usually starts out accidentally by selling your parents house or your your mom's uh, second house uh which not a lot of people actually
2: Yeah, you're exactly correct. If anybody tells me they have a PhD in vacation rentals, uh, I think they're crazy. If you want to study hospitality, we know where you can go get a a degree. And um, our degree comes from the the School of Hard Knocks.
1: Yes, I love it. And now, Rebecca, so where do you come in? Where's your, I guess, origin story for the vacation rental industry? Uh, And then how did that lead you to meeting this guy over here on right in between us on the screen.
0: So I'll start the story and then Travis can finish it because <laughs> I I came into vacation rentals actually through real estate. Um and I was the chief marketing officer for an international photography company and um got introduced to everybody in this space and just kind of fell in love with everything. Um I was actually a travel writer for quite a bit. And, um, one day the assignments stopped coming and I was like, Hey guys, I haven't got an assignment in a while. I mean, I've written for like Yahoo travel out of, uh, Ukraine, Japan, uh, South Africa, um, did a lot for Orlando magazine. And they're like, Oh, we don't need professional reviews anymore. Some guy who's never left his hometown is going to write us a review on TripAdvisor. And, <laughs> and <laughs> that'll totally be fine and replace yeah. professional experience. I was like, what? That's not going to work.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, I've I've been working in vacation rentals for a few years now. And uh, a friend of mine connected with Travis because, Travis, why did our friend connect us?
2: <laughs> I, it, it's funny. So, you know, the full story, and I, I don't know that you knew this, Will, but the the project that we just recently launched, the, the reality yeah. is it was supposed to launch in the first quarter of 2020. And yeah. when uh, one of our uh, one of the groups that had signed up to be a part of it, there's about fifteen very large companies, and he called me. He's like, "I don't think we're going to make it." And I looked at a bunch of checks sitting on the desk and Mar- March twenty second of twenty twenty, and I tore every single check up. I was like, "We can't do this now." And uh, you know, it's it, you know, everybody went through the same thing, you know. So you know, we were alone, but yeah, um, it was it's awful. We started getting phone calls in twenty twenty one because there was a lot of frustration in our industry. And they're like, hey, are you going to do this again? Are you going to do this? And I was like, no, not until. No, I don't know. And uh, the reality is, it's like, we got enough phone calls. It's like, I'm not doing this until I found a co-founder who knew way more than I did, way smarter than I, uh, but also very passionate about this industry, which you couldn't fake. And uh, there's a lot of money pouring into the industry as we all know. And yeah. Um I wanted somebody to not see dollar signs, but I wanted to see, you know, the independent vacation rental manager and you know, realize what they were dealing with um on an individual basis, on a company basis in their their markets. And um, you know, it, it took a long time. And then what was funny is all basically within you know forty eight hour period, uh everybody's like, You gotta talk to Rebecca, you gotta talk to Rebecca. And you know, we did a 30-minute interview and i was kind of coy on the phone i wasn't very um you know didn't tell the whole picture and uh what's funny was uh so you know rebecca comes down um uh, we have a uh you know cocktail drink you know at five o'clock and it's like all right yeah, yeah, this is i feel like there's gonna be something here we go out to dinner uh and we keep talking about the project and i'm like all right i really think there's something here i'm like but you know, you know, our industry, we all just got back from Vegas. It's like, you got to drink yeah. at 11 o'clock too. So yeah. we went to the, uh, we went a block up, ran into a couple of friends. And, uh, I think this is hilarious because I sat down and I knew these guys and, you know, that um, when we sat down, a gentleman said, you know, dad and Dave are upstairs. And, uh, do you know anything about Charlottesville? You know, Corn Capshaw is one of the most powerful people in the mu- music industry. He lives right here and Dave Matthews also. And so, uh I knew exactly um who's upstairs and we we're having cocktails and uh I'm still trying to convince you know Rebecca that this is a great idea and Dave Matthews and Corin Capshaw walk out and come over to the table because the other guys all happen to be really good friends with Dave and Rebecca's just sitting there like, What's going on? Where, <laughs> where in the world am I right now? Uh and uh, you know, I, it wasn't me to convince her. I think it was Dave
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke anyway.
1: Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I I think we need to invite a third person on the show. Get Dave Matthews take on the whole thing. Uh, uh-huh, he's probably the dude. probably the one that did convince. I would have been convinced right then and there. Like, all right, well, cool, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's awesome.
2: A small town. Yeah, yeah. but I no, love
1: it. Sorry. No, that's so cool. And um and I guess for the listeners' sake and anyone watching this the live stream video, um I would love to know. Like, let's dive in. Um, you know, it's it's funny to see. And not even funny. It's just really cool to see that there's a repeating theme. When someone starts a vacation rental management company, they usually, I would say, like I'm not the best numbers guy, but eighty percent of the time, start another thing that's complementary. So you starting your wine business, the venue for the weddings, like all that stuff is super entrepreneurial, but also a classic VRM where they do stuff to complement not just to stay and kind of get away from the heads and beds model where it's heads and beds yeah great we want to fill our homes with with great guests for our great owners but then we also want to you know create remarkable experiences and and streamline a lot of the the standards and the expectations of what they can have when they're staying with us and so tell us about the the 100 collection your guys's joint venture um why is this so important i know why because we've talked about it but um, for everyone who's watching and listening, I would love for you to kind of explain the theme. And actually, we'll I'll let Rebecca tell it because she was the one that uh, was sold after Dave Matthews walked in. So uh, I'll, I'll let her I'll let her kind of start this one off for for us.
0: It's funny. Thank you. It's funny that you mentioned that whole like complimentary ventures aspect to it, because Airbnb is now coming back saying, oh, now we're going to focus on experiences. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's kind of the whole point. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, coming at it from, from a a guest perspective and from a writer in the industry, it's like, this isn't about booking a room. This isn't even about booking an entire house. This is about an experience. And that experience is driven by the person in ownership, you know, in local residents. And so where can you go to get a vetted experience that comes with you know, concierge service and hotel-like amenities, but is still a vacation rental experience, which is why you and your family want. They're just, it was a gap. Um, I I, I saw that.
2: And, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Well, ultimately what we're doing is we're answering a question that we know exists, but, you know, I've, um, Mm -hmm. we've asked this question to over 75 vacation rental managers and then most recently to a room um, of a hundred um folks, and uh, you're quite famous in the space, Will. Who is the number one vacation rental manager in Jackson Hole, Wyoming?
1: In Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Oh man, I'm on the spot. Do I know them? I should know. Well, them. I
2: don't know if Not you do, but I, I do. I, I know that we do. Yeah, um, tell us as long as we well well, what, what we're really answering for the guests, right? I know that if. You know, we manage a lot of great properties here in Charlottesville, so really truly unique experiences as you know, Rebecca just you know, pointed out. And I know that that experience exists in over 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 destinations. We're doing a lot of research to figure that out. Uh, but the guest is so desperate right now to know that when they put their dollars down that the experience is gonna be delivered 100% of the time, which is really what the 100 question is about. And so you know, we've been going across the country looking first, for the most incredible players uh, in our industry that best represent their community, that have their finger on the pulse in their community, that know the is name out of the coffee shop. They're not recommending the neighborhood bar and grill as the restaurant you're going to find on a seven lane highway. They're yeah. doing it as, you know, James shrimp Shack for whatever it might be. Um, and that's what this is about. It's like, A, it starts with the community for us. Um, They're finding people that best represent it, followed by groups that are following the best hospitality standards as well as safety standards. Uh, and then they have great properties too that best represent the experience that people are looking for in that destination. And so, you know, right now it's really a gamble, which is the number one piece of feedback that we're seeing, you know, in the last 60 days really as the, the press has heated up on the, you know, the OTAs, it's like, you know, can you trust a review? I would argue you can't. Um, we don't know that you know that they're actually true and 90 percent of people shop off of reviews um but i would argue that you can trust the people that we're putting out there in the the front lines and saying hey you go to jackson hole this group can do it or breckenridge or outer Banks. um we'll have it. it's well, a, that's what happened it's about it's it's kind of perfect
1: timing too because i don't know if you saw the article that came out um on i think it was on skift uh just this week um but Going into, you know, hotel, like ho- luxury hoteliers are leaving horrible, fake, fraud reviews on short term rental properties that are in competition destinations with them. Um, and uh, I hate saying this, but as, when I was a hotel manager, that wasn't the first time I had plenty of uh, our competition leave fake reviews on our property because we were ranking number one and two on TripAdvisor and they hated it. They hated that mm-hmm. they, you know, lost their spot or their visibility and so then they went and did that which is unfortunate because we're in a hospitality industry where hopefully you would think people are were more grown up and didn't actually do that but um like you said the reviews part is i think there's a lot of lack of trust now in them i think there used to be a, a point in time where reviews were were actually truthful and, and and accurate but now it's come to the point where like you're probably seeing is
2: it's kind of losing its value well absolutely you know and as you well know it's like what what happened during covid is the demand for the vacation rental space went so high right yeah and then now there's a three-point difference between hotels and vacation rentals in regards to demand and um yeah you're gonna see some some dirty tactics out there and you know it's um, I talk about this openly, it's like, thank God. I'm, I'm very excited that Marriott is in our space and, yeah. um, helping, you know, with homes and villas, like they're not coming after us. And most recently, you know, we all saw the Hilton commercial and, um, yeah. that's also what this is about. It's like, who knows what the rules are. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're going to see a lot more of it. I, I, I think. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about, cause stay
1: Charlottesville. Started 2011, right? You said 2011? Or I misquote. So, 2011 to now with the 100 collection, let's talk about like this huge gap of like what that standard used to be versus what it is and what you guys are trying to push. Because I think back in 2011, a lot of people, at least when getting on, you know, VRBO or now Verbo, um, a lot of people, it was. I would say Verbo versus Airbnb is a lot different. I think Verbo, a lot of people put more time and effort into the little bit of design and kind of doing the better, you know, setup for the listing. But Airbnb comes along, right? And now anyone can list a couch, a bed, an air mattress, um, a, a spare closet
2: space for all they care. Well, let's and, talk about. The, yeah, I'm hundred percent with you, and I mean, let's talk about the first standard that yeah. the property is actually there. So just recently. Um, I was at UBA football game, the football game was not turning out so well. So there was plenty of time to talk to, um, various folks in the st- stands and, um, there's a couple, a couple of couples in front of us. They asked me what I do. I was like, oh, I run a tour of hospitality group focused on vacation rentals. Oh, you run a bunch of Airbnbs. I'm like, no, just vacation rentals. They're like, well, can you help us with Airbnb? We booked one for a stay. We've emailed the host seven different times and they haven't given us the check instructions yet. I look at the listing and immediately know that it's fraud, um, 100%. Tried to help them find another property, everything sold out, they had to stay an hour out of town. Mm. And again, going back, like starting with the standard, I and mean, it's just like the, the guest is so desperate to be able to trust that stay. And you know, I too have fallen victim plenty of different times to, you know, booking properties on OTAs and not being delivered the experience that I hoped it was, and you know, my mom, booked uh, a family vacation for the first time in like seven or eight years and took us all up to Vancouver, Canada. And she asked me about the listing ahead of time. And I was like, oh yeah, that looks great. Phenomenal. Got there. Nothing like the photos. It's almost like verbatim the Hilton commercial. Right. And, um, you know, at the end of the stay, my mom, not knowing what she is supposed to do, ripped all the sheets off the bed. It looked like three people had died on that mattress. It was disgusting. And that like is when she went off and it's like, you know, those, those standards, like mattress covers, wow. yeah, clean linens, towels, like, you know, there's a group that just recently announced, it's not public yet, that they're only providing one towel per client, uh, a very large vacation rental group. And like one towel client. like, or, are we serious? Or one towel per guest, rather, excuse me. Like, um, you know, there's some, some low-lying fruit in regards to standards, but Uh, While we won't go into all the different details of those standards that we're looking for, it starts with hospitality standards. It starts with safety standards. I mean, very important to make sure, you know, regardless of who you're listening with, that you have smoke alarms in every bedroom. I can't tell you how many people have been taken out recently um, because of that very thing. Every time that happens, um, you know, people start... bringing out the pitch for it to be able to shut down you know this industry and yeah. um so fire extinguisher smoke alarms cover carbon, carbon monoxide alarms um, followed by you know hospitality standards yeah uh, well just
1: justin ford would uh probably very much agree with you from breezeway on especially not just smoke alarms but smoke alarms that are succinct together um so that way if one goes off in one room it goes off in every room so yeah, especially what Justin yeah.
2: Ford is doing is so very important in our industry. Yeah. And so um, he is definitely at the forefront of it. They're doing a yeah. lot of great things.
1: Shout out to Justin Ford and Breezeway. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's just crazy to think about that. And I'm surprised, even like staying in hotels, how many hotels have moved away from mattress covers. It's disgusting. I hate it. I, as a hotelier originally first get, before getting into vacation rentals it it blows my mind. I, I can't describe on how many dirty, nasty things, not the ones that you're thinking about probably, uh, happen on these beds and linens and, and things. And so it's like, people get sick, people sweat more than others. Like there's a whole bunch of things with the human body that just happens. And, um, yeah, it's, it's so gross that they're not doing mattress covers anymore so i'm glad yeah, that's okay. the, a, a standard <laughs> with
2: you guys having it's, professional and clean linens is just uh <laughs> a, it shouldn't even have to be said but yeah um you're, it's exactly correct so let's talk
1: about the importance then i guess with the hunter collection because we all know every home is different every town uh state city whatever has different regulations different licenses different you name it uh footprints and and coding for or, and not even coding zoning in general so how like look, cause we know it's hard like standardized, there's a reason why there's not a marriott of vacation rentals like right marriott uh, vacation homes and homes and villas is a real thing but there isn't like a big umbrella brand that a group of vacation rental operators can really fall under outside of the 100 collection now um, because standardization is really hard so for you guys how does that kind of implementation factor play as you're bringing on these groups with you know professional standards and all these different things that happen within uh our our, our space and i think maybe well, rebecca or or travis whoever
2: wants to go sorry
1: you're go right ahead,
2: Come on. So, well, here you go. So, I mean, for us, it starts with, you were at Verma. You saw the people wearing the hat. There's a lot of people wearing that hat figuratively uh, as well uh, that are behind the scenes that have been in our industry. They're all leaders. And um, there are a lot of very influential people wearing that hat, and they're very well connected. So it starts with finding property managers that are the creme de la creme us. There are over seventeen thousand vacation rental managers in the U.S. We're not trying to find seventeen thousand. There's about three hundred that we're, <laughs> we're we're looking at, um, and they meet a lot of different standards. And then, um, obviously, those those properties that are representative of their destination that they're bringing forward. Um, so we're trying to take out the guesswork. Um, of trying to find a property that best represents the destination. And who knows that better than the vacation roller manager? So it starts with them. Um, and then there's other systems behind this, the scenes that we're using to make sure that these properties are accredited in the, in the correct way.
1: Yeah. And I, I told you guys about you know, our, the Book Direct show and we did the Destination Air Awards and how mm-hmm. hard that is to vet through you know, we had 150 nominations and like how hard it is to vet through 150 people, their websites, their if you could find their listings, their listings, uh, hearing from their peers in the industry on how they actually are behind you know, closed doors. You know, are they truly the figure that they showcase on LinkedIn or whatever social media platform? Right. Um, so, you know, how, how are you guys handling that whole situation going through the vetting? Like the vetting itself has got to be a lot of legwork. Um, when it comes to actually finding those that are truly representing the hospitality and operation standards that you guys are looking for,
0: yeah, I mean, so far it's been invite only, <laughs> and it probably will remain invite only uh, for the the VRM. As Travis said, I, you know, getting that VRM is the hardest part, yeah, because um, once you vet got then, then it's kind of a, a following factor that they're going to have gorgeous properties, they're going to have well run experiences, right? So, so vetting that VRM is, is probably the toughest. And then what, what else would you say is the next hardest, Travis?
2: I mean, I take it a testament to our vetting is just like Ginger and Hunter. Um, they have beach ball properties down in Alabama and they were one of the first partners to jump on. They also just won the vacation rental management company of the year, won of 17,000 chance.
0: Well, betting uh, them I think that
2: one of hard. It, <laughs> it wasn't hard. I think that was hard. It's making sure that they're the, you know, they are who they say they are and they're leaders in their community and they're well-respected. I mean, I have actual yeah. friends in this industry where um, they didn't pass the process and, you know, obvious reasons. I mean, a lot of them remain nameless, but yeah. they didn't have the respect of their community. And so, you know, we're trying really hard on that front um, followed by these great properties. And so that's definitely the most difficult part of what we do, but, you know, ultimately, you know, you, know, it's, you can't answer the phone at 2 AM when somebody's locked out, there's yeah. a problem. And that's actually one of the next largest complaints on you know, these platforms. It's like, you know, what happens if, and you know, all of our people have those, what happened if, you know, problems, yeah. uh, already figured out. Go ahead, repeat the best one.
0: What are like what are the top five things that are gonna ruin your vacation rental experience? Right. It, and it's kind of easy for all us to all agree on those top five things that are gonna absolutely ruin your experience. Yeah. So we start there, um, with the VRMs and go through that checklist to be like, can, do you have a solve for this?
1: Yeah. Do you feel like it was easier to find someone who's set like represented that standard right out the gate? Kind of like you just mentioned um with um i'm already blanking on their names uh, ginger and hunter yes yes ginger and hunter like finding someone that meets that standard right out the gate to then have that trickle down into how you do the invite only piece for the rest or do you think that actually makes it harder because then maybe you discover somebody else who sets maybe a higher standard or it does something differently that maybe ginger and hunter didn't or like how's that whole kind of thing work with you guys and
2: So we can get, I mean, I think this can be something that turns into a a really long conversation because of just the standards that are needed, right? So take ourselves out of it for a second and just think about Rich Carlton for a hot minute. Rich Carlton just pulled out of Cancun because they couldn't meet the standards of what their brand was, right? That's huge. Cancun is one of the largest destination markets, right? And so a lot of these VRMs, when their properties, their whole portfolio let's just say that they have a hundred properties, you know, they know which properties are in the 90th percentile of their portfolio. They're performing and delivering a hundred percent every time. Right. And they know which ones they need to carve off, which is really tough to do for a lot of people as they start their businesses, but we know what bad properties are. And these are people that have that figured out, but you know, ultimately hotels, because of the way they operate, they, Dump down all their standards on top of you to be a part of that flag. In our industry, you know we have a hundred thousand dollars of three hundred thread count sheets. Big Sky has fifty thousand of three hundred and thirty, and they put four pillows on a bed, and you know some do three or what have you, and so. Right now, the, the lanes, if you are, I would argue in our industry, we're on a 17 lane highway that needs to get down to 15, 14, 13, and eventually an autobahn. Uh, but these are standards that we need to create and put in place. Um, when we're talking about ski in and ski out, you know, yeah. what does that really mean? What does oceanfront really mean? Does it mean ocean view or is it, hey, we're right on the beach? And um, these are things that we're solving for collectively because we're all independent vacation owner managers. Um, that are gonna decide what those things mean for us um as individual brands, uh, as well as um how to define those for guests. Yeah. And obviously, like
1: the guests, I, I feel like coming from the property management space too, like the guest obviously is going to benefit from this because they're gonna have a way more consistent and positive experience. But I also feel like the vacation rental managers are gonna benefit from this because now this helps streamline their operations a lot better by having a literal handbook standard that they have to meet. Like, it's just like you wake up and you breathe, right? Like, or you sleep and you breathe, you you, you eat naturally. Like, we're just going to have to naturally do these things, um, which will make our lives easier. I think as, a, as an industry, especially when it comes to fighting for better regulation, uh, fair regulation in a lot of cities and states, um, but then also, uh, you know, our teams, like, if we prevent a lot of these issues by standardizing the home and creating a better experience, like our housekeepers and our guest service agents and maintenance uh, staff aren't going to have to be scrambling around trying to figure out how to do a simple task. They're going to have something that they could just be like, okay, we, we know what we're doing. We know the standard. This is how it needs to look. This is how it needs to be. And just do um, easier
2: said yeah, than yeah. obviously, but standard, Sorry. Yeah. Standardization is such a huge benefit from a guest standpoint, right? So we know factually, if you're going to go stay in one of my estates and you're going to have a great experience with me, we know that there's then 50, then 60, 70, 80, 90 other people that are delivering the same different experiences across the country, right? So the guest is going to benefit the most because right, right away, they're going to know that there's all these other great people that are protecting their communities that are delivering great experiences, right? Um, uh, but also talking for a moment just from the vacation rental manager standpoint, I mean, you can't make the top. um you know, I gotta be careful what I say, but I was looking at a very large estate, a new home that I accidentally found uh that sits allegedly next door to the vice president's nuclear bunker. You think I'm making this up, accidentally <laughs> found that. Uh, <laughs> this is Google, but we'll leave it at that. so uh, then you know go over to the estate next door and you know tell them all down, it's one of the nicest houses. You know, the program, he's like, well, I'm going to be one of your nicest houses. I'm like, actually, no, you're not. Uh, look at this huge estate over in jail, Colorado. That's, you know, the lead singer of this great band. And uh, that's $18 million. And he was like, oh, wow. And so now we built this giant network for homeowners, for vacation role managers, and for the guests. And so, I mean, hopefully it's a, a win-win-win across the board.
1: Yeah. And Rebecca, I kind of want to come to you on the, the rider side. Um, I'm not a great writer. It's the reason why I do audio and video 100%. Um, So with that, like, how much does this really play? Like, I know the answer, but from your perspective on, you write about experiences, you write about the communities and you've seen this. Um, You you told me before we hopped on the recording, you've been an avid guest of Stay Charlottesville. So, um, you know, how does this really impact the community? At a greater scale, like I think obviously we're protecting neighbors and doing all the other stuff, but like there's businesses and people's livelihood that's also involved. Um, so I'm just kind of curious from your standpoint, like kind of give us a, like a big, you know, hospitality 360 picture on this.
0: Um, that's quite an p- assignment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say it's stories, right? Whether they're written or verbal or video, we're all, you know, everybody loves stories. And I think telling the story in such a way that makes somebody want to go there and experience that, right. And inspires them. That's what we're all kind of after. And so all I'm suggesting is that we, (laughs) we go back to professionals. I like that professional vacation, professional writers, capturing those stories, you know, and kind of, and retelling them so that other people understand what they're getting themselves into. And, um, I, I think that, Providing that kind of profile about the person that you're about to invest, you know, a $5,000 stay with makes absolute sense, especially as the economy starts to get wonky, right? Like you, you're not going to be gambling with your vacation money anymore. You're going to want to know that you're making a smart investment. And I think after you read the profile about, you know, especially what Ginger and Hunter have done and the bonds they have in their community and how, they know the, the owners of the shops and the restaurants, um, and how, you know, um, people have just really invested in their local community, showing up after a hurricane comes through and rolling up their sleeves and and fixing that. People want to read these stories, and then after they do, they want to stay with them. They want to trust them and invest their vacation dollars with them. Um, so I'm a big advocate for that. And it's it's not just marketing. It's not just writing either. It's also marketing. Mm. So I was at Darm. Uh, in Charleston. I think that was not this past year, but the year before the
1: year before. And
0: yeah, I was in a a session about digital marketing and I saw this adorable woman stand up and ask some very sweet questions about Google ads. And I was like, God bless this woman <laughs> trying to understand Google ads. And she's the owner of her own company. And I don't know how to break her heart and tell her no one's going to Google Oprah Coke Island. Like, I'm really sorry, but like, it sounds like an amazing place to stay but you're never going to win that battle. So um, I was like, you know, if if her brand were underneath the umbrella, like you said before, of a bigger brand, she would get the benefit of cross-marketing yeah. because 83% of people when they go to book their next vacation don't have a destination in mind. And now with the 100 collection, if we can retarget and remarket to people who have never been there, but they went to a similar property in a different location, well, then there you have it. We're able to help, you know, the marketing solve, you know, for this brand that's super cute, that's fighting this uphill battle with Google, um, but do some cross marketing where they don't have to sell out, that they can maintain their independence there.
2: Yeah. I love that too. We'll, I just, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, sure. Well, I mean, I, I think, a, you know, important caveat to, to add to that is like, it's, you know, all these different groups are dealing with regulations across the country, right? That's, you know, we've interviewed over 75 vacation rental management companies. We've asked them the top three issues. Regulations have been brought up 50% of the time, mm-hmm. along with OTAs. We weren't specific OTA, but OTAs. Um, and, you know, a lot of those regulations are being born out of that OTA and the irresponsible behavior over the last 10 years and, um, you know, what have you. But, if you think about what when a vacation rental manager says, go to Jane's Shrimp Shack and spend your money because that's the best shrimp whatever, mm-hmm. right? That guest that is willing to spend more money in that market than the regular people that live there, right? And it's really, truly tourists that are actually helping keep a lot of these different boutique retail shops, local restaurants alive throughout the country and they're desperate to see it, right? It's a mutually beneficial relationship. And these people are just spearheading and helping point you to you know directly in the, the the right direction. but you know again, nobody's coming into you know most of these markets go to the big box the retail that they can find on you know in every one of these cities across America. They're coming to to find out what's unique and so i I personally you know kind of picture the adult cell phone commercial with a vacation rental manager standing at the front of it and saying, "Hey." This is my network, um, and there's a lot
1: of different community players. I love that, and it's kind of cool because you know, I, I also told you guys we have about 10 vacation homes that we manage under our brand called Recreation Rentals, and the biggest thing that we've seen with um, our guests when we do recommend local, real, authentic places to stay, not just like, oh, yeah, go to the, the Anthony's Seafood Restaurant because there's and Anthony's in every city almost now. Um, but if we're like, Hey, actually down the road, there's this really special seafood uh restaurant It's a lot smaller. you're not gonna get like this huge crowd of people, but it's privately owned. They've been in the community for twenty years. it's the best fresh so like seafood in Seattle. Uh, we get a lot of good feedback from that and then cool the cool thing is if you open up that door and you guys probably see this with your guys' properties that you manage at the state of Charlottesville or even throughout the one hundred collection in total but we've had some guests that like come into town growing up in the area, moving away for X amount of years, starting a family and then coming back to visit grandma and grandpa and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that place is still here. It brought back all these memories. And then like, have you also heard about this place and this place and this place? And they're all open still. They're still operating and running. And now you have a even better list that you didn't even know. Even like, I'm a local from Seattle and I, found out about a bunch of new places that i was like whoa never been there before and we checked them out and they were great like had a great time and now it's like okay this is this is special because then you have that two-way communication it's not just you feeding the guests a bunch of messages that they're not going to respond to they're actually excited about this stuff um so yeah i don't know if you guys maybe see the same thing with um, Oh, absolutely I mean, yeah. it's
2: a win-win uh, but I mean, also the, like going back to your reference of Anthony, it's just like the general manager of Anthony's It's probably not going to show up to your county board or city board meeting to help protect you if you're dealing with regulations. But that person that owns that private business, they know what it's like to a private business. And if you help them, they'll be the first ones to show up with the pitch for to help you if it's coming down the, the, the pipe. And so it's a, a mutually beneficial relationship, but it's also you know, what makes your community unique. And we think that's really important. Agreed. Well, you, you said you interviewed
1: the 75 vacation rental managers, right? So 50% <laughs> and two more today, 77, 77. Yeah. Let's add that tally yeah. up. Uh, you, you just talked about regulation being 50% of the time. OTAs. What else is popping up? What common themes? Cause I think like anyone listening right now, like this is probably something they're thinking but they're not talking about it, either in their community. Cause you know how scared people sometimes I I'm guilty of this all the time. I'm scared to bring something up or ask the question in the room because maybe I'm the only one that feels this way or thinks this thing. And then I do ask a question and then five other people are like, Oh my God, thank you. Like, thank you for asking that because I was thinking the same thing. So outside of regulation and the OTA, what would be the next round of
2: commonalities?
0: I think it was staffing, right?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent of every single group has mentioned staffing. Wow. Um, absolutely, uh, I think there's even some you know ways you know in the future we might be able to help solve for that. Um, that was not the intent, uh, but I would I would tell you that a lot of these people, uh, you know, ultimately it's just the feeling of alone. Uh, you're sitting on an island, and you've got these billion-dollar companies coming after you. Um, in one way or another. Maybe they want to buy you, maybe they want to see you disappear, whatever it might be. It's like that's a lot of pressure. And so I think um, you know, a common theme is like, hey, we're all in this boat together. And, you know, that's we can decide which way we steer the ship. Um, but we don't have to go hit the iceberg. Like we know it's out there. Uh, we know it's getting closer and closer. Let's go this way. Um, and I'd say I'd say that's it. It's like you generally, you know, you might the vacation rental manager, you know, living in the snow or living in the beach, you're so buried in the sand of snow, that's really hard to like be able to defend yourself against all the different aspects that are coming after you. I'd say that that's a huge theme. I'd say that, um, you know, there's a lot of larger groups, billion dollar companies that are trying to lower management fees, which makes it, you know, a lot more difficult for the local guy to, to compete. Yeah. Um, you know, already in competitive markets. Um,
0: loyalty is a big part think- loyalty programs
2: mhm yeah um we are are you referencing the ones that we're building?
0: <laughs> I'm referencing the yeah. the need people are saying they're they they want to have loyalty they want to build loyalty well right?
2: and yeah <laughs> <laughs> um one hundred percent, so one of the, the little secrets out there will which um, I can't believe you were saying this on the, the air, but You know, all the airlines and hotels in 2010 and 11 were freaking out because they were losing their market share to the online travel agencies. OTAs were raising their rates. Um, And 50% of the plane was getting filled up by a kayak. Um, That's a problem, right? And so, you know, there needs to be OTAs, but there needs to be a strategy, you know, with, with them. And so, you know, one of the things that we're doing with all of our partners is building a loyalty program that actually means something. Um, and that will be coming out, but that's actually the hardest lift of anything that we're doing. Uh, you can imagine. And when I talk about a loyalty program, it's like, hey, why I want to go to the next step with Delta and get, you know, the diamond. And I'm willing to spend more money um, to get that because I know that I have a better chance of getting the seat in front of the bus, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think our industry desperately needs that at a very high level. We think we know how to do that um we're all coming together to to be able to actually decide that
1: well it's it's kind of fascinating because when i remember like my early i think i was maybe a hotel manager for a month and the owner came up to me i was talking about i was going over all, all these reports and it was like man we give a lot of money to booking.com like a lot of money like way too much money um mm-hmm. like well, pro- like it was a scary amount when i ran the report it was like last year we gave Booking.com, or we gave an OTA. Maybe I'll just take that part out. Uh, but we gave an OTA almost a uh, million dollars in in our revenue, um, just from their commission fees. And when you're a small independent boutique hotel, just like if you're a small independent boutique vacation rental management company, to give up a million dollars—that's a lot of—that's a lot of cash that you could use for better things, such as making improvements in houses, hiring more people, whatever it might be. Um, And so realizing that he told me, he goes, you know, that's just how it is. You know, that that's where everyone's at. That's where the eyeballs are. We got to pay to be in there. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know if that's like the right answer, Uh, because there's got to be like a way that we can get more money out of into our own pocket and and not to be like money hungry, but more money in the sense of like actually using it for beneficial like use rather than giving it to another company yeah. that doesn't well, I, advertise us correctly, doesn't you know, give us the best guests sometimes hide
2: your look, brand.
1: Yeah. Right. yeah
2: So I mean, you did a lot to build your local brand. It's like you want to keep it. And so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it was an underlying theme at verma and Vegas, you know, the the past week too. It's like yeah. how do we get off of you know some of the these machines and Find our independence again.
1: Yeah, it so, should definitely uh, be a filler. 100 percent. like we don't need to be dependent on one. We use them as a filler when we want to, not when because we have no other option. um That's I think,'s gone to the point where a lot of people are feeling like they have no option, right? like they're they're competing with such a like you experienced at that football game, Travis, like, oh, you manage a bunch of Airbnbs. No. Not even close. <laughs> I manage a bunch of homes and we may be less on Airbnb.
2: Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things, it's funny, you know, in our panel, we did a panel with Sarah Bradford yeah. hosting um, Airbnb and the executives of Verbo. And, you know, one of the references I, I like to use is uh, take us out, take the vacation rental industry out for a second and think about the airline industry. Now, imagine if Kayak was selling plane tickets every week and those planes kept on crashing. Would kayak still sell those planes? No. Now imagine if Delta Airlines was using kayak all the time and the kayak canceled at whatever the reason was and Delta had to take it, um, fight it. Do you think Delta would keep still use kayak? I don't think they would. And so I think, you know, there's, there's some good OTAs out there that are responsible industry partners. Um, and that's not just from us, but that's from the feedback that we've been getting. Yeah. And then there's others that need to step up their game desperately. Yeah. Did out of
1: that, out of the 77 now property managers that you've interviewed and um, surveyed, was that theme common across the board at Burma? For like conversations you guys heard, were, were those same commonalities, the same things that you were hearing in other panels? Oh, yeah. Um, other, okay. So Absolutely. add add another three thousand pa- apparently, uh, give or take let's say twenty five hundred uh, to that list of of people. Then, um, you know that's pretty significant to say um, for for what's First, happening now.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of frustration, and you know somebody once asked me you know recently, it's like you know what do you, what do you think the biggest threat to our industry is? And I was like honestly, I think it's ourselves. Like. We can control this. We control the supply and we decide who we give it to. And you know, if you're a hundred percent relying on an OTA to deliver every one of your reservations, yes, you have a business now, but you potentially do not have a business in the future. Think about that and think about how to, you know, get a part of that book direct platform, like you so, you know, um, you just helped uh, host as well i mean it's a a huge thing it's gonna be i'd say that's a probably gonna be the fastest growing theme hopefully in our industry is the 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 needing to to be independent and direct yeah this is a long-term game so
1: i'm just curious from your guys' standpoint with the 100 collection what is the long term um obviously it's invite only right now for what you guys are building but Let's say we revisit this again in a year, two years on the podcast again. What would you say you would have hopefully achieved in that long-term, you know, one to two years?
2: Oh, this is fun. Rebecca, go ahead.
0: <laughs> I was going to jokingly say that I, I'll have to be able to answer you in like multiple languages.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Love <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's for certain that we're, we're already there. Um, honestly, well, I mean, I, I can't. I, I'm an independent vacation role manager. I will stay independent. There um, are all the companies that keep calling up, trying to acquire State Charlottesville. We're not for sale. <laughs> We've never been for sale. We don't want to sell. I love my community. Um, I have great members of my team that help run our, our group. Um, we want to teach other people how to do that so that they don't feel alone. Um, we hopefully, you know, these people will be able to stay independent. And if, you know, a year from now or two years from now or 10 years from now, we're still a privately held company that is best representing Viking Sharona managers. Every person that we've brought on, the very last part of their job description is like, if you ever think there's something that we're doing that does not represent in the best interest of the VRM, your job is to whistleblow as loud as you possibly can. And so I hope we, you know, we can stay true to to that. And we, you know, keep continuing to build Noah's Ark. And, um it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's been fun. It's we've gotten to talk to a lot of really cool people, get a lot of, you know, interesting stories, how they're doing things typically. And, um, I ultimately would, would say, yeah, keeping people independent. I love
0: that.
1: Rebecca, do you have uh, anything to add with that or are, you, or are you full, full steam ahead on the same thing?
0: Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I think that it would be that anytime you see our logo, that you know certain things you just know and you don't have to like google it or look at our website to read what the those things are you just you know and we've saved lots and lots of people lots and lots of time uh from having to go through and read tons of reviews that are not helpful or maybe even real um so that you just you see that logo and you know what it means and you book direct with assurances
1: I love it. And I saw so many people with that hat at VRMA. I was like, I was kind of <laughs> a little jealous. I was like, damn, I want one. It's so cool. Um, And I had like the little pin on top too. It was sick. Uh, so you guys did good with that. I like the brand. Um, Again, and I think I told you guys this privately. It was just that I think this has been needed for a while. And I'm glad that the timing is kind of lined up to be now instead of back in the early days of 2020. Um, Because obviously I think it's kind of divine on how it just kind of right. is happening when it's supposed to happen right and so um i just do want to say thank you guys for leading that charge it's not easy it's not going to be a an overnight thing but we're all going to back you up from myself to the listeners to uh, our friends in the industry so i'm i'm excited to see this unravel and yeah i just really appreciate you guys taking the charge on it
2: hey man we we love it and so now i usually you probably get to ask the the final question but as an influencer, Will, you know, in our industry, going to the largest conference that Vermont's ever had. Um, there's a lot of new companies, a lot of new faces, vendors. I mean, what were some of your big takeaways um, on your end? Because I saw everybody trying to talk to you. Oh, uh, yeah. Glad you got 30, <laughs> I'm glad we got 30 seconds. Uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got time to
1: talk to you. It was a little crazy. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Marcus at minute who saw me get pulled five times when we were talking for, I don't know how long, but he was like, dude, what the heck is going on? Um, and I was like, I don't know. Uh, but no, I think my biggest thing to be honest, and we work with, so we kind of saw the same thing in the podcast space, right? There's a lot of podcasters popping up with short-term rentals and hotels and restaurants. And a lot of people were kind of just like, what do we do? How do we do this? What do we do that? So we created the network for a reason. And a lot of our podcasters or creators actually got to attend their first vrma ever this year uh, just this last week or so um and a lot of them uh, and i love them to death and like we've had deep conversations on you know like some of them are airbnb airbnb ambassadors where like they are only on airbnb like that's all they know um mm-hmm. they know that there's property management softwares out there they know there's verbo and now they're like awakened or awoken or whatever the, the word would be to uh uh to this other side of the industry. And that for me was the most exciting thing because then as they're meeting with these dynamic pricing softwares on the property management platforms and you name it, the experts uh, you know, getting to meet Leno and and the OK two charge team and and just all these people that are doing different things that they had no idea existed. I think for me that was the most exciting thing because now I was a little nervous. And I guess this is my takeaway is like we were seeing all these like influencer people pop up on TikTok or Instagram saying like, hey, I'm going to teach you to take my master course and we're going to teach you how to build an Airbnb empire. And I freaking hate that. I hate it to uh, mm-hmm. an extreme passion. Um, and so to see like just a couple of our our creators and podcasters like get exposed to this. Bring their expertise and knowledge because they do work with that platform very deeply so like they understand it probably a lot better than most of us do versus them like actually getting to see like what it looks like to have like a brand behind their homes like it's just super cool and so i think we're gonna be seeing a big merging of the two sides right where it's not like a his side her side or vice versa it's very much like all right this is all they were educated and brought into this is. Uh, older and when i say older i'm saying more like experience they've been in the game longer demographic and seeing them merge together and i think learn from one another is my biggest takeaway that i think we'll probably see a lot more of because this industry is so collaborative and super willing to share like we're all vacation rental managers and none of us look at each other as competition unless like you're just a uh insecure person where you're like, oh shit, right. somebody's in my market. But like um, you know, I think it's just super exciting to see that this is gonna be like a merging community that's gonna get a little bit more deeper. Um so that was my big takeaway, if that counts as a takeaway.
2: Oh that's exciting, I mean that's a huge takeaway. I I'll, I'll give you a little trade secret. You mentioned okay to charge and I yeah. ironically have one of those chargers and I uh in my listing, you know the if you're on a property management software, or if, even if you're on Airbnb or VRBO, it's like they have, you know, different, uh, mapping tools to say that you have an EV charger. But the very first thing I did is put EV charger included at the top of my listing on my own guest house that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. The second I did that, I started seeing more Teslas pop up than ever before in last minute bookings and loved it. That is my one little trade secret that I am definitely won't share. Um, <laughs> it was hilarious and then um yeah this is such a great show do you see uh were, were there any new companies out there that you were quite impressed with that you feel like are giving the fastest growing from the vacation rental side or the tech side are we or I'll, both? I'll, I'll, yeah whichever one comes to mind first mm.
1: yeah putting me on the spot i'm never usually the one that gets asked questions on the show so i know that's, that's, it's, like, making me, like, squirm a little bit. Um,
2: <laughs> You're doing a lot of shaking hands. Yeah. Kiss babies, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, shaking hands, kissing babies. Um, companies, I, I would say just, like, one in particular. Um, and I've had them on the show multiple times. I've gotten to attend, like, their, you know, uh, uh, team Halloween party last year. Like, it's uh, a company called Casiola Vacation Homes. And they're dominant mm-hmm. in... in um, In Orlando, yeah, Mm -hmm. Miami now, and then Aruba as well. But just seeing them, like, take off and really, like, they were also one of the winners of the Destination Air Award. And for me to, like, see they're leading the charge in regulations, like, they went to Aruba, they formed the, like, Aruba version of VRMA, basically, um, and started doing a bunch of other advocacy work. Plus, like, they build and or buy their own tech. Like, they just, they can't find the solution on the market, they build it and the the way they treat their owners their team there's like all the above uh the standardization involved in their homes Uh, for me it's been really exciting to watch like i got to meet them last year and within that you know 365 days that we've known each other it's like they just true and true represent like their organic hospitality nature with that natural organic growth that happens within it like you know there are hundreds of homes Mm -hmm. and they're truly homes they're not like you know just grabbing as many apartment or leases that they can they can get like they're they're really going for so for me that was really exciting to watch and to continue to talk with them about you know what their what their plans are and how they're just doing things differently i think um it's really exciting and then from the tech side um again i think i'm going to go with uh i'm going to go with my friends a minute like they just have been kind of changing on how that you know how trust is built through tech and i think you know their integrations with otas is important um, but they're also integrating with property management platforms and kind of just how they're they're thinking outside the box rather than just focusing on one feature um is really exciting to watch so shout out to cassiola and minute i don't know if they use each other or not but those are those are my two i would say um i guess like takeaways or companies i've been really excited to watch yeah so yeah um anyways for you two my other i this is the final question that i always (laughs) ask every guest (laughs) i do i do ask this every time so all the listeners know what's coming um if you had one link only one and this could be i'll give you both each one so there'll be two links if you could have two links together uh to send anybody that's listening or watching this video right now what would that link or links be
0: so, um, obviously, I'm going to go for the most helpful content link, um, which... Shameless or, plug. Yeah. Well, actually, it's been VRMintel um, oh. has been um, a helpful link for a lot of people in this industry. It's kind of the whole reason Amy Highnote started it. So, that would oh. that would be my one.
1: Perfect. All right. Intel is going in the show notes. Now, Travis.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, obviously, the... You know, this is actually gonna be an can I have an odd answer?
1: Yes. I'm always down you for know, odd answers.
2: I think um so I would I would send a lot of the a lot of the people are in our industry feel alone and they shouldn't have to be. Um and there there's a lot of your listeners, um, you know, that hey, you know, might love looking at the the one hundred collection. Great, you know, 100question.com. Uh, but there are these two guys out there that own a group called Cotago, which is a franchise model Love that have literally watched going across the country, um, tripling revenue and helping people, legitimately helping businesses, helping people stay in their chair and then drop down those SOPs like we were talking about earlier. Um, and I would say, you know, I would. I would send them that link too and be like, "Hey, you know if you you know if you guys want out like these guys are they're moving fast um and they're doing it the right way, and you know I always end the story whenever I talk about them that you know they've been doing it for a long time, and you know they have uh so much respect within their staff that when they're housekeepers, they have now two housekeepers." Um, that when they got this, when they were deceased in Mexico, they got buried in their uniforms. Mm -hmm. Like if that doesn't say to the level of like who these people are, um, I would say, you know, those are probably the two links I'd say, take a look at Costco, take a look at the, you know, the 100 collection.com and take, take a look around. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, people will not feel as alone.
0: I love how both our answers were like the most helpful. Like we're trying to laugh, like what could be the most helpful?
1: No, I love it. And that's the whole point is I've had, you know, a lot of either like shameless plugs, which are great. Like that's kind of the whole point of the, the question. But then also, um, I've had people recommend books and other podcasts and other things where it's like kind of just steering people to what's helped them. And, you know, shout out to Ryan Dame and, and Steve Schwab because getting to meet them and having them on the podcast, too, like you just said, they're, they're incredible people. Um, incredible company i love learning about their orange book of culture um so like just super something uh to to really pay attention to i think it's a great example but also we've also talked about on the show so
2: thank you for that. yeah i mean ultimately there's a, you know there's just a lot of people that are doing it right and that have their hearts in the right place and uh i really hope that we can all as an industry help bring those people up and um, those companies up and uh let the ones there you know try to do the opposite uh make sure that they feel the pinch.
1: Amen. I love that. Well, on that note, um, thank you to both for joining me on the podcast. Uh, I, I know there's going to be a lot more conversations behind closed doors and throughout other conferences the next year or two. Uh, So super excited for that. And thank you guys for doing what you do for all the listeners and the viewers today. If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe everything, the 100 collection to make sure you stay on top of everything coming through the pipeline there. And we'll see you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on SlickTalkThePodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.